Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Rashini Rajkumar back with you on this uh, special Saturday morning edition of Real Talk with Rashini. Of course, I'm back on the regular time, Sunday, Real Talk with Rashini, 12 to 3. And I'll preview what's coming up a little later this hour on Sunday's show. But for now, I am part of special programming this entire Saturday focused on our community and how we can help, how we can make not just changes, but lasting changes to our systems, our processes, and hopefully along the way to our hearts and our minds, because that's where things stick. We need to viscerally make change and feel change and feel that all people should be heard. And so today you'll hear from various hosts, my colleagues for the rest of the day, focusing on these crucial conversations. Coming up after me from nine to noon is Paul Douglas. And I'll tell you a little bit about who he has on with him in a moment. But first, uh, I want to go to my next guest who I'm so excited to meet on the radio this morning, his first time on my show. He is Abe Waldeslassi. He is the basketball coach for the men's team at McAllister. Abe, thank you for joining me this morning. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, again, like you said, it's my first time being on and hopefully not the last. We're going to have a good time today. So thank you again. And I understand that this is your alma mater. McAllister is also your alma mater. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I, I graduated from here in 2008 and uh, again, play, played on the men's basketball team. And then um kind of started a coaching journey and, and moved around the country for 10 years and decided and was ready to come back home. And so um, ended up getting hired here in 2018 and uh, just finished my second season. So it, it's good to be back. And I bring that up because you are someone who knows the community. This is your community. And you came back to be the coach and to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, McAllister means so much to me. And, you know, I, I grew up in Minneapolis um, and uh, this is home and, and I'm so proud of being here. And, and I think like a lot of things in life, I mean, there, there are a lot of things in, in both cities, Minneapolis, St. Paul, that, that need to be fixed. And um, there are some really good things and some things that, that need improvement. And so um, as a coach and as a, you know, a leader here, I feel that um, it's my responsibility to help. And, and a lot of what I learned in McAllister has um, has reinforced that. So, um, so yeah, we have a lot of work to do. So let me let me talk about that for a moment because your your day to day is with young people, other people at McAllister, but you know these young people, and you have the ability to make impressions on them and to help them and lead them in crucial conversations that need to happen. So what is, how are they doing right now? Because even though the bulk of the violence was in Minneapolis, St. Paul neighborhoods were affected. And if, if there was a fire down your street or a building, building or business got looted on your street, it doesn't matter if it was the whole street. If you saw it, you have 
seen the effects and felt the effects, and that was happening in St. Paul too. So how are they feeling right now, your players and uh, the community around you in St. Paul? Yeah, I think everyone is um, saddened for sure, you know, and our roster is interesting. You know, we actually only have um, one current player who's from Minnesota. So most of our guys are, are out of the state right now. So a lot of the images they're seeing are, um, you know, via Twitter or social media or on TV. Um, but we do have a couple others that are here. And it's just, yeah, I would say people are just sad because they, they know that um, it, sometimes you, you feel hopeless and you feel like, well, what more can I do? And um, again, these are just students, right? They're young people. They're 18 to 21 years old. They, they don't have all the answers. And certainly the, uh, these adults that are older than them don't have the answers either. But um, I, I think that they really want to try to find ways to get involved. And so we've talked about ideas of when, when we're back here, hopefully uh, in the fall, uh, in September, we have some ideas on, on how we can try to help even more. So. Excellent. Well, today we wanted you to preview a special event that's coming up starting at 10 a.m. to help families in St. Paul. It's called Athletes Helping Families. Tell us about this, and my guess is you want the community to know so they can come join you. Yeah, and thanks, Rasheen. So, you know, I, I spoke with our – we have a new um, – recently new athletic director. His name's Donnie Brooks, and he and I were talking um, a little over a week ago, and – he, he wanted to do something specifically in St. Paul to help families. And so I reached out to um, two coaching friends of mine, uh, Kenny and Peter Olafeso. Um, Kenny is the head coach at Harding um, for boys basketball. And then Peter is the head coach uh, at DCTC. And they both actually played at Concordia St. Paul. So um, they're from here. And I just said, hey, guys, you know, what, what are some ways you think we can really help? And they just said, we, we've got to get some items directly for families. And then we, we also partnered with Matt Fletcher, who is now the, the recently named um, head men's basketball coach at Concordia. And so, um, you know, the idea was to really try to get – we have all these young people that are around. And, uh, you know, some at McAllister – and, again, this is not limited to just basketball. These are, these are athletes from all over the Twin Cities in all sports, men's and women's. But we, we figured that we've got to get them involved because, again, we – you know, we have them for four years and then they graduate and they move on. And so we, we need to start instilling that, you know, it, it's their responsibility to help their community. Um, and it's not it's not good enough just to sit back and say, well, I'm going to let someone else take care of this. And so um, it's really blossomed, Rashini. And so now, we, you know, there are athletes from Hamlin, uh, Bethel, um, Augsburg, uh, University of Northwestern, North Central, uh, and, and a few high schools that have, that have decided to get involved. And so it, it's really exciting. And we're, we're not asking for money. We're not asking for Venmo or gift cards. We're just asking for items that are going to go directly to families. So uh, we've teamed up with the Salvation Army. Um, I recently spoke with, with Tony Santa, and, and there's talks of him coming over and, and helping out and bringing a truck over. So um, we're going to have live music. You know, we, we really want this to be um, a powerful day, an uplifting day. Um, and, and just to help people, because like you talked about, I'm getting a long winded, so I apologize. But um, no, you're great. But, it's fine. But but, you know, and, and I live in Minneapolis and there is a real like heavy need in Minneapolis. But I, I do think maybe you're not hearing as much. At least I haven't been hearing as much in St. Paul what's going on. And so I again, we, we wanted to help families directly that live in St. Paul. And, and if there are families that that need items, they're welcome to come and 
and take, you know, whatever it is they need. Um, and then w- whatever, of course, we, we have left over, it's going to go on, on these Salvation Army trucks and it's going to go to um, some of the Salvation Army locations in St. Paul. So, um, so yeah, it, it's, we're, we're really excited for, for today. I'm talking with Abe Waldeslassi. He is the men's basketball coach at McAllister. He's a McAllister grad himself, now just finishing two seasons as the head coach of the men's team. We are talking about athletes helping families. It's an event today that starts at 10 a.m., goes until 1. They'd love for you to go to the Gangelhoff Center at Concordia University. That's in St. Paul on Hamlin Avenue. So anyone is welcome. If you need items, go and take those items. If you want to donate items, Non-perishable foods, clothing, toiletries, and hygiene supplies are what they'd like. And all of these efforts will help the families of St. Paul. And let's be clear. I mean, yes, the bulk of what happened and the damage and the need is probably in Minneapolis, Abe. But St. Paul families are hurting, too. And there was enough that went down in a bad way in St. Paul. The key is that we are all together talking about this now And as a community of the Twin Cities, as a community of the state of Minnesota, we can rebuild. And I think that's what's so beautiful about your event, Abe. Yeah, no, thanks, Roshini. And again, the idea is just we we really want to help families and help people who need it. And um, I I think there are times where athletes, you know, you hear of athletes in the media, and, and for some reason it's not always, things aren't always portrayed in the best light. And there are so many students again, at McAllister, but, but throughout the Twin Cities that are doing really good things. And so um, I just I just hope that people understand that all we're trying to do, again, is help people in this community and, and teach these athletes who, again, we have for four years that um, they, they, have, they have a lot of power. You know, you, you talk about voting and you, you talk about donating your time and your, your money and your efforts, but um, – these these young people are going to be, you know, husbands and wives and fathers and mothers. And like eventually they're going to have to teach their kids. And so, um, you know, th- this is more on a tangent, but I recently saw an article of a, a woman who recently passed away and her her dad fought in the Civil War, which is hard to even imagine. So in, in, in some ways we're that close and in some ways we've come really far, but in a lot of ways we got a, a long way to go. And so now it's this next generation of, of young people that, um, have to start taking the lead. And so um, today's going to be a great day. And, and Rashini, I just, I really appreciate having me on. And, and um, yeah, any questions, uh, you know, people can email me directly uh, at awoldisl at mcallister.edu. And um, I, I just, I thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, I love that you said that these young people, these athletes, they do have a voice, they do have power, and they are the moms and dads and citizens of the future. And those platforms are so important. So I really love that you and your staff and the people at McAllister are empowering your athletes to go out and do something so positive. You know, we could sit and dwell on the fact that that sports seasons have been either wiped out or minimized or canceled or shortened. Uh, but instead, you're taking that energy and you're putting it to good in St. Paul. So I congratulate you for that. Abe's event, Athletes Helping Families, it's really a collaboration of so many organizations, McAllister, Concordia, other schools, the Salvation Army, uh, non-perishable foods, clothing, toiletries, and hygiene at at Concordia today, which is on Hamlin Avenue at the Gangelhoff Center. So it's very um, important to 
check that out, especially if you're in St. Paul or you care about St. Paul, you can help the families in St. Paul. So thanks a lot, Abe, for joining us, and good luck with your event today. Rashini, thank you. Hey, I got to say thanks so much. You, you said my last name perfectly. Not many people do that. So thank you for that. Well, and, uh, you know, I'm with a, a last name like Raj Kumar, <laughs> you know, I, I you feel know, for you. you. Know thank you. Well, thank you. And it's great to know of you now. I'd love to have you back another time on my Sunday show. And uh, good luck to you as you have this event and to you and your athletes in, in the season ahead. Hey, thanks again and uh, have a great day. Thank you, Rashini. All right, we're going to take a break and then more of uh, our Saturday dedicated to the community. And for those that are used to watching other things or listening to other things today on WCCO Radio, we're taking a break from our usual programming because in order to solve some of the issues and challenges that our community faces together. It is not just one part of the community that faces it. It is all of us. We are all part of what's gone down in the negative ways, and we all have to be part of the solution to move us ahead in the future. So we have a day of programming Starting with me, I was very honored, 6 to 9 a.m., focusing on where you can help, what you can do. Coming up after me, Paul Douglas, then from 12 to 3, Henry Lake, along with Atlanta's Big Tigger, and they will be talking about what needs to change. Uh, All day, though, on our airwaves, you will hear this devotion and dedication to our community, but really challenging you to get up, open your eyes, open your mouths, and really open your ears We'll be right back. I want to hear from you. Phone and text lines are open. 651-989-9226. Rashini Rajkumar with you on this special Saturday morning edition of Real Talk with Rashini. We got some questions about the location of the Athletes Helping Families event that is going on at 235 Hamlin Avenue North. 235 Hamlin Avenue North in St. Paul. That is on the campus at Concordia University, and it's specifically at the Gangelhoff Center. So if you get to Concordia, look for signs for the Gangelhoff Center. They are asking for non-perishable foods, clothing, toiletries, and hygiene supplies in collaboration with the Salvation Army. So anything that doesn't get picked up today will be taken by the Salvation Army for use. So you can donate items here. If you are in need of items, you can go to the Gangelhoff Center at Concordia University and get items that you need. No questions asked. It's called Athletes Helping Families, and I applaud the various universities that pulled together through various challenges they face themselves, maybe rivalries that they've had in sport, and they're coming together for the families of St. Paul. I think that is absolutely fabulous to know and all over twitter today there are various places where you can make other donations one of them is in north minneapolis collect and give today starting in about an hour 9 30 to 3 30 and sunday 9 30 a.m to 3 30 p.m you can go to 1922 25th avenue north are you wondering you know what can i do i'm just one person or we're just one family You can do a lot. I mean, it can be as simple as grabbing some of your favorite juice boxes or Ziploc bags or snacks and taking them to this collect and give site, 1922 25th Avenue North in Minneapolis. So those are just a couple of the many things 
that are happening and uh, you can get into it, you can get involved, even if you're or, I mean, you don't have to be a radio host. You don't have to be someone who's even willing to call into a radio show to share your opinion about what's happening lately and what do we need to do to move our conversations forward. But you can do those concrete items or things. I don't even want to call them small because really everything helps. If you're able to even help one family eat for a day or have tissues or cleaning supplies, you are part of the solution. So there are these concrete tactical things we can do. There are also crucial conversations we can have in our own communities, with our own families, with our own friends and coworkers. And Paul Douglas will continue these conversations right after me from nine to noon. He has some great guests coming on. One of them is Representative Rena Moran. She will join Paul at 1045 a.m. to talk about police and criminal justice reform. I think that's going to be a very important conversation because we are pointing a lot of fingers at police right now. And I will say, I am definitely someone who prefers law and order just because I think in order for us to live the lives that we want to live, I'm a pretty nonpartisan person, but to live the lives we want to live, we need to have some order in society. But everybody deserves that order. And that order starts with safety on our streets. It also starts with open dialogue between those that are supposed to protect us and those of us in the community and neighbors and schools and different organizations that represent different kinds of workers. So these conversations need to be open and honest. Sometimes they're uncomfortable. Often they are uncomfortable and that is okay. So as our day goes on today after Paul He's on from 9 to noon. Henry Lake and Big Tigger, Big Tigger is from Atlanta. They have a roundtable on what needs to change. Then from 4 to 7, Shaletta and Dakota County Sheriff Tim Leslie host a courageous conversation on race and community policing. So these kinds of things uh, go hand in hand. Everybody needs to be part of the solution or we're going to, I don't even want to imagine what no solution looks like. Because frankly, as someone who lives in Minneapolis, part of my city was just decimated, destroyed, and various houses of worship, post offices, schools, libraries were desecrated. I mean, it's just, it can't happen again. We all need to be part of the solution. So you can continue to chat with me today until 9 a.m., 651-989-9226. Give me a call. Give me a text. If you want me to share a location that is taking donated goods or that's giving things away for people, please share. I will give that shout out. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Akua Ellis from Greater Twin Cities United Way has a very is happy to announce here a new fund, the Twin Cities Rebuild for the Future Fund. We'll tell you how you can get in on that action. I got to give Dennis a shout out. Great music this morning, Dennis. Way to wake us all up. Rashini Rajkumar with you on this special Saturday morning edition of Real Talk with Rashini. We're spending the day doing special shows with various hosts of ours on WCCO Radio, bringing you content that is focused on lifting up 
putting the light on and opening up our voices as well as our minds and our ears to one another. It's a day dedicated to the community and those voices, those courageous conversations, as well as where you can help and how you can help. My next guest uh, has some advice for us definitely on that front. She is Akua Ellis. She's the Senior Vice President of Community Impact for the Greater Twin Cities United Way. She oversees their work on grant making, coalition engagement, systems change, and public policy. Akua, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. You know, your work is so important in general, but now with the events of the last couple of weeks, my guess is it has uh, has multiplied the significance and your focus. Yeah, you know, I would, uh, and it's hard to remember that we're in the midst of uh, responding to two pandemics at once. So we're still um, in our recovery stage for uh, the COVID-19 pandemic uh, and now responding uh to the untimely death of George Floyd. Before we get into the new fund, I wanted to just get your take as a member of the community, seeing these events going on around you. How are you doing? <laughs> you know, that the answer to that question depends on the time of day and the day that you ask. <laughs> uh, in this moment, I am um, I'm feeling very somber. I am reflective, giving a ton of of thought and energy to how to best catalyze this moment or use this moment to catalyze long-standing change. Uh, That really is, uh, I'm preoccupied with that. Um, I'm sure that when some of the adrenaline subsides, uh, I'll be, um, I'll I'll still just be sad and angry uh, and hurt. Are you heartened at all, Akua, by the call for dialogue among so many different kinds of people? I am hopeful. I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, I am hopeful because it, it feels different this time. Um, and at the same time, uh, what history has shown us is that, you know, there may be something that sparks an initial uh, kind of surge in energy and attention. Uh, but then eventually we kind of subside back into the status quo. And I am doing everything within my power to not let that be the pattern this time. And I know that there are a whole lot of other people that um, are similarly motivated. Uh, So that's what has the optimistic, but cautiously optimistic. Right. Very much so. I I think you, you on real talk with Roshini, I always like to get real and we have to remind people of that reality check, but I'm also hopeful in that more hearts and minds have been opened. Unfortunately, it's because of the violence, but maybe that is just what we needed. Uh, the complete shake to the overall system like this to get more people to get involved. Absolutely. So the, um, there's, there's, thinking around systems change that would say, you know, you can change the policies and then align the practices with the policies, but until you change people's mental models, like their understanding for how the world works, there's not um, the opportunity for transformational change. And my hope in the sense that I have is that, um, you know, seeing such a gruesome murder in real time and broad daylight um, has done enough to rock people's mental models for, for how things actually 
work for, particularly for African Americans in this community, so that um, there is openness to transformational change. I'm, I'm hopeful for that. I've seen signs of it, um, but I, I'm not going to take my foot off the gas. Yeah, I know you won't. And I wanted you to talk about this new Twin Cities Rebuild for the Future Fund. It's a partnership among the Greater Twin Cities United Way, the St. Paul and Minnesota Foundation, and the Minneapolis Foundation. Can you tell us about it? Yes, I'm super excited about this work and want uh, listeners to know that we didn't pull together this partnership um, solely in response to uh, the Floyd murder. We have been talking for some time trying to figure out what was the right topic for us to come together on where um, our our joint efforts were greater than the sum of each of our parts and uh, where the work was complementary to either what we were doing or what was already happening in the community and saw criminal justice as a really great opportunity for us to work together to drive meaningful change. And it just so happens that uh, we had brought a project director on board on Monday uh, and so <laughs> quickly put her to work uh, and were able to respond with this fund. And I have been just overwhelmed with the gratitude or with gratitude for the generosity that people have shown for us to have launched this fund with already over a million dollars um, in such a short period of time is just is just incredible, and it'll go directly to uh, small minority-owned businesses that were in uh, the affected corridors. So I'm I'm very excited about them. Yeah, and Aku, I really love hearing about that direct help. It's not like you have to wait a month or go through all this paperwork. It's right here. This fund is right here in the community, run by people who are right here in the community. It's the Twin Cities Rebuild for the Future Fund. I'm speaking with Akua Ellis. You can, too, in our remaining minutes, send us a text. Give us a call, 651-989-9226. Akua is the Senior Vice President of Community Impact for the Greater Twin Cities United Way. And I also want to say, as a woman of color myself, Akua, we mm-hmm. need people like you in high positions like this. It is for everybody, right? The the leadership Absolutely. roles are for everybody. And the visuals, the optics of you being the person in that position says so much in itself. There are so many subtextual messages because you are in that role. How yeah. can people get access to this money? I mean, the, the real tactical. Sure, sure. So um, if, if individuals want to give, they can find information for how to do that on our website, gtcuw.org. And for those businesses that will receive dollars, it will happen through uh, nonprofit intermediaries that are particularly focused on providing business support. So um, we've invited a number of community-based business development intermediaries or community development intermediaries to apply for these dollars. Uh, And then they will actually distribute the grants to to the businesses Um, because they've got those long-standing relationships, because they've, like, we don't want to get in the way of that. We want to support community-based leadership. Uh, Those dollars will be made available uh, before the end of June. So we're moving as quickly as possible uh, to make that happen. Well, I applaud you. I applaud your partners in this effort. And again, it's not just one fund that's going to solve all the problems, but you can lift people economically and help these businesses survive and get through this time, but then also move forward and thrive. The more success we have with the economics, Akua, I 
really believe that is such a big building block to also solve the systemic issues? Oh, my goodness, absolutely. Um, and inclusion is, is huge uh, in, in that effort. I want to go back to the point that you made around being a, a woman of color in this role. And that's why representation and inclusion is so important. You know, so as we think about rebuilding our economy and once folks go back to work, it'll be super important for employers to be thinking about how they elevate the voices around the table and diversify who's making decisions because representation absolutely matters. It really does. And, and while I have you here, such a powerful voice, I'm going to ask this question. It's a little off topic, but we hear sometimes no people. Yeah, I know. I know. I know you can handle it. Um, we hear sometimes, you know what? I want to diversify our ranks. I want to have more women or more, more people of color, but we just don't have the applications. And you and I know that's a bunch of crap. How do all employers, and again, I don't want someone hiring someone just because they're brown or black That's or exactly native. Right. And no one wants I want a qualified person, person. Right. That's right? Because That's look, right. I'm Sri Lankan American. I'll speak for myself. Anytime yeah. something bad happens for a Sri Lankan American, you know, we all look bad. I mean, it's just how it is mm. because we're such a minority. I want only qualified people hired no matter what they look like how can employers in the twin cities in minnesota yeah. find a diverse pool what's your what's your i know it's not necessarily a one-stop shop but give us some advice no, on that. no i've got two two tips uh for for listeners in that boat so number one I, I agree that in many instances that's um that's that's a load of bull um and uh, just thanks for keeping real, the real language pg <laughs> yep real talk yep as long as yeah, we stay yeah. you know fcc approved language. we're good <laughs> um what i would say two really uh tactical things is i wrote an article about the very topic uh before um how to actualize uh leadership within your organization um that speaks to number one we see talent and we see qualifications where we expect to find them um, and so we've got to be thinking about how we identify what is a good cultural fit. We've got to think about how we determine who is a good leader and understand and interrogate what is informing that assumption because there's a lot of bias um, held in those assumptions of what is professional, what is leadership. When a lot of people are leading, even if they don't have the professional title, then we've got to lend credence um, to folks showing up in a way that is authentic to them but also effective so that's that's the first thing read my article <laughs> and then the second well you know when i was going to say first of all i want you to email me that article i will put it I up on multiple uh social media platforms but let, let's just remind people what you just said akua wrote an article for forbes okay i'm like that's that's big time so i will help spread that word but your message is so true and it takes all of us and those in positions of power who have the ability to hire and those people look like you, they look like me, they look like my boss, John, who's a white male. All of yeah. these different people have the ability to make more inclusive what we look at as our leadership and who gets hired and who gets to elevate. But we yeah. all need to do it. It is not just that guy or that gal's issue or problem. It is all Absolutely. of us. It's why, you know, when I was asked to do this show and we have a special day of programming, I wanted mm -hmm. to have different voices even throughout these three hours since 6 a.m. And we've had a white man. We've had an Hispanic male. We've had a black yeah. man. We've had you. This mm -hmm. is how we get people to listen is we don't just go to the same people all the time, but we are also eager to listen to everyone's viewpoint. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the one other um, tactical suggestion that I would give for leaders is to engage with the Center for Economic Inclusion. Uh, that's led by Tawana Black. Uh, she the, was just on with me last weekend. She's fabulous. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So I would just refer people there if they're really looking to, to drive inclusion within their businesses. And I'm sure she shares that, you know, even when our economy was in a better place and we had lower unemployment for black Minnesotans, that many instances, um, they were funneled into lower wage jobs. And so, you know, I think those, these two points go hand in hand. Uh, we've got to acknowledge the, the brilliance that resides in people that may show up, um, in different ways, uh, because ultimately we're going to need everybody's perspective on board to, to really manage the path forward so that we come out better on the other end. Like that, that is what I am just maniacally focused on right now. How do we take this moment? and come on the other side better than where we started. I think it's possible. It is possible, and I want to wind it down with that because you just said it so well. She is Akua Ellis. You can find out more about the Twin Cities Rebuild for the Future Fund as well as the work of the Greater United uh, the Greater Twin Cities United Way at gtcuw.org. Akua, it's such a pleasure. Thank you so much, and I will have you Thank back you. on my show in the future. Wonderful. Uh, all right. Thank you. You too. We are going to take a break. And then I know we have some calls and texts coming in, people who want to be heard. That is what today is about, not only on my show, but throughout the rest of the day until 11 p.m. with my colleagues. So give me a call. Give me a text. 651-989-9226. All right. I think today's show proves to you that it can be a party, even when we have intense topics lots of emotions, and some major trust issues to overcome. We can still smile, make each other laugh, challenge each other, and ultimately move towards enlightenment or an enhanced view of how we look at the world. Rashini Rajkumar with you, winding down this special Saturday morning edition of Real Talk with Rashini. It's just been my pleasure to be on the air with you listeners Thank you for being with me. We're getting a lot of texts in of people who have been moved by some of the discussion this morning, and I'm so glad you're sharing that with me. One person says, Rashini, a topic for another day might be gang violence in the metro area and how it affects people's views on racism, prejudice, where they choose to live, shop, go for walks, or take their kids into areas to play. How do we fully integrate communities if those areas are perceived as not being safe. Listener, thank you for posing that question. I've taken a picture of your question, so I don't forget it. It's on my phone. I will explore that in a future Real Talk with Rashini show, which you can normally listen to Sundays from 12 to 3. But I have been on the air quite a bit during these last couple weeks, talking with you, listening with you, reading your texts. And that's what we have to do. You have to share. Get it out. I am not you. You are not me. But if we communicate and listen to one another, we can get it out. And that's what this day is devoted to on WCCO Radio. So we appreciate that you're sticking with us through alternative programming, meaning what we don't usually play on a Saturday. But really, it's the right kind of programming for the moment. So the rest of the day includes Paul Douglas. He's on from 9 until noon. One of his guests is Dr. David Hilden at 1115 from Hennepin Healthcare. And they're going to talk about the COVID risk and all the protesters. That's a topic that's come up. So he'll get into that. He also has Representative Rena Moran on at 1045. 
eager to hear that conversation Paul has with her on police and criminal justice reform. So, you know, all of that's super, super important. Then from three to from 12 to 3, our own Henry Lake and Atlanta's Big Tigger join forces for a roundtable on what needs to change. From 4 to 7 tonight, Shaletta and Dakota County Sheriff Tim Leslie host a courageous conversation on race and community policing. So more conversations. They're going to hear from many panelists coming from all walks of life, different counties, different cities, police, community affairs, criminal justice. And then the incomparable Geraldine Steele from 7 to 11 p.m. And if anyone just by speaking, just listening to her voice can make you feel better. I mean, literally, all I need is to hear a sentence from Geraldine. She doesn't even need to be singing, but singing is awesome too. Just a sentence with that smooth voice of Geraldine Steele. That calms you down. It's a power, and she'll be on for four hours with you tonight and bringing more of just that Geraldine-ness to the world. Jim is on the line. I want to go to him. I want to quickly mention... That Akua referenced Tawana Black. I talked with Tawana Black last Saturday. You can find her conversation with me on my show page, wccoradio.com forward slash Rashini, or go to the radio.com and the rewind feature. Jim, I want to get your call in. You're calling in. Please share. We are running out of time, though. I have to tell you real quickly. In a little bit of time we have left, I want to talk right down to earth in a language that everyone can understand. Rashini Rajkumar, thanks for taking my call. I'm going to tell you the truth. You have to make self-sacrifice. You have to sacrifice. And it's going to be things that you, they're very difficult. Your life is going to be very hard. But your sacrifices need to be made in the name of moving yourself and your family forward, upward in the social strata. And it's people are going to call you crazy for doing stuff. You're going to risk your life and limb. And you're, you're going to be tired all the time. But these are the kind of things that you have to do to move yourself and your family up in the social strata so that in generations to come, you will have better lives. But if you're waiting for the government. Absolutely. Some social right. Jim, it's ab- and we're running out of time, so I've got to say goodbye to Jim. He couldn't have said it better. Kobe Bryant, I believe, once said they don't remember the good. They remember the great. Let's do some great things. Let's have some conversations. I'll be back Sunday with the regular uh, regular show, Real Talk with Rashini from 12 to 3. Join me then. We'll carry on some of these conversations. Paul Douglas is up next. We have a full day of programming. Keep it right here.